0: Good morning, good morning. Welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading through the Bible from the beginning to the end using the original languages as a guide. Today we are in Exodus chapter 8, and we are reading from the New King James Version Bible, which if you do not have, you may find online for free at Bible Hub or Blue Letter Bible or any of the other types of sources online. So without any further ado, let's begin. And Yahweh spoke to Moses, go to Pharaoh and say to him, thus says Yahweh, let my people go that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite all your territory with frogs. So the river shall bring forth frogs abundantly, which shall go up and come into your house, into your bedroom, on your bed, into the houses of your servants, on your people, into your ovens, and into your kneading bowls. And the frogs shall come upon you, on your people, and on all your servants. Now, Hecate was the Egyptian god that this was coming against, and Heket had the head of a frog, and it was a god of fertility, water, and um this obviously is disgusting and they were like the frog in this case was horrible. It became dreadful to them. And so I think that's what God does often when we worship false things in whatever capacity we do, he makes it loathsome to us and he shows that it actually is bad for us. And so Hecate here, the pagan God, of course, the false God, um, was not, (laughs) the frogs were not to be glorified in this situation. So we'll continue reading. I'm just going to read verse four again. And the frogs shall come up on you, on your people and on all your servants. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses, say to Aaron, stretch out your hand with your rod over the streams over the rivers, and over the ponds, and caused frogs to come up on the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs on the land of Egypt. I might point out, why would you curse yourself? (laughs) Like, if you're going to do a miracle, why not, like, send the frogs away? I, uh, I always just find this ludicrous and a little bit ironic. So interesting. But again, they copied Moses' miracle, Aaron's miracle via the hand of God. They copied this. And so remember, don't trust everything you see because sometimes it's of Satan. You must make sure you know God. In fact, Deuteronomy 13 talks about that. If you want to skip ahead and read that on your own. Verse eight. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat Yahweh that he may take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go, that they may sacrifice to Yahweh. Of course, we know that didn't happen, but he's like, Okay, okay, please stop, please stop, stop this plague, and and, and, and I'll let the people go. Verse 9, And Moses said to Pharaoh, Accept the honor of saying when I shall intercede for you, for your servants and for your people, to destroy the frogs from you and your houses, that they may remain in the river only. Do you notice that Pharaoh, Moses is saying here? Okay, you when do you want me to stop these, this plague? When you tell me when, verse ten. And I think okay, back up. I think that Moses is acting a little bit um, mocking here because Pharaoh views himself as God and the people worshipped him as God, and I think he's saying he's mocking him in a way, this because he knows the hardness of his heart, and he's saying basically like since. You want to make yourself look great, O oh Pharaoh. You pick the time. But I, he's not, Moses isn't doing it to honor Pharaoh. He's doing it to mock him and basically show the wickedness of his heart, if that makes sense. Verse 10. So he said, Tomorrow. Okay, again, slap my head. I can't even believe Pharaoh wouldn't just say, Just please beg your Yahweh. Beg your God and just get him gone now. No, he said tomorrow. He gives the whole day of these frogs. He's willing to live with them a whole day. Verse 10 again. So he said, tomorrow, and he said, and Moses said, Let it be according to your word that you may know that there is no one like Yahweh, our God. And the frogs shall depart from you, from your houses, from your servants, and from your people. They shall remain in the river only. Then Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh and Moses cried out to Yahweh concerning the frogs which he had brought against Pharaoh. So Yahweh did according to the word of Moses and the frogs died out of the houses, out of the courtyards and out of the fields. They gathered them together in heaps and the land stink. Oh my gosh, yuck, right? But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart and did not heed them as Yahweh had said. Have any of you found yourself in a situation where you're pleading with God because the situation is so bad? And you're saying, "Oh God, just stop," you know, "just please, 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 do whatever, just save me. I'll serve you. I'll serve you. I'll do whatever." This this is that situation, because often people, once their life gets easy again, they forget and go right back to the wickedness. And here are the frogs left, so Pharaoh hardens his heart. I, in fact, know many people who have done that, and I am sure myself I have done it at times too. And I ask God to forgive us and help us not to do that. Verse sixteen. So Yahweh said to Moses, "Say to Aaron, stretch out your rod." "...and strike the dust of the land, so that it may become lice throughout all the land of Egypt." Now this is against the Egyptian god Geb, G-E-B. It was the god of the dust of the earth. So um, again, Yahweh is judging this false god. "...and they did so, for Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod and struck the dust of the earth, and it became lice on man and beast. All the dust of the land became lice throughout all the land of Egypt." Now, the magicians so worked with their enchantments to bring forth lice, but they could not. So there were lice on man and beast. Now, for whatever reason, Yahweh did not allow the deception to work at this point. He did not let the magicians to copy this miracle. Interesting, I think, that he didn't differentiate yet his people yet. That's the next plague. But he did not let them copy it, which shows you, Yahweh allows all things. He, he is the one through which all things must be allowed. So when Satan come, came to the throne to test Job, Yahweh allowed it. And Yahweh did not allow magicians in this situation to do it. Because maybe he was just establishing the fact that, look, I, Yahweh Elohim, am the God of the earth, not anything else. Verse 19. Then the magician said to Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart grew hard, and he did not heed them, just as Yahweh had said. And Yahweh said to Moses, Rise early in the morning, and stand before Pharaoh as he comes up to the water. And say to him, Thus says Yahweh, Let my people go, that they may serve me. Or else, if you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and your servants, on your people, and into your houses the houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies and also the ground on which they stand. Now, I, do, I will point out that some people have thought maybe this was swarms of lions. But when you read the Psalms, there's a Psalm particularly that talks about this and it uses the word for flies. So, I really believe it's flies. I could be wrong, but even the Psalmist thought so. Now, this is the judgment against Kefari or Kefri. No, yeah, Kefri. And this God was the God of creation, supposedly, sun and rebirth, and it had the head of a fly. So, again, it's a pagan God, it's not real, but that's who God is judging in this situation. Verse 22, And in that day I will set apart the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there, in order that you may know that I am Yahweh in the midst of the land. I will make a difference between my people and your people. Tomorrow this shine shall be. So interesting, this is the fourth plague. The number four is the number of Messiah, according to ancient Hebrew tradition. And the Messiah did come in the fourth day, the first time. When Jesus Yeshua was here, he came in the fourth period of 1,000 years, otherwise known as a day. And I love here that it's the fourth plague that's the difference. Now, I will point out one other thing. The word fly in Hebrew is zavuv, z-v-u-v, um, and you've heard of zabub," but it's Belzebub. Belzebub is the lord of the flies. Baal, is the word lord. Zavuv is flies, zavuvim. But I just want to point out, that a huge difference in the end times, one of the sins that people will not repent of, it says, is sorcery, which is the word pharmakia in the Greek, kasaf in Hebrew. And it is medicine, whether natural or homeopathic or in the compound form, whatever it is, it's medicine. And I think it's interesting also that the difference in the end time God says that his people will not take a mark of the beast which could be this vaccine that the people are talking about now it could be medicine it could be so many different things because God's people won't take medicine once you come to put your trust in Yahweh you see the danger in it the wickedness of it and that all things had to come through Yahweh's hand that were allowed to touch you and so notice that it's the Lord of the the swarms of flies he judged and Beelzebub was the god of medicine according to the ancient Ammonite culture and many of these cultures from the Middle East all tied together and they all stemmed and they learned from each other because they would learn from one culture to another and Egypt was a huge influential, influential nation over much of the Mesopotamia region and so there's no doubt in my mind because since Egypt probably had conquered them at one point that um the Ammonites had no had been familiar with this Kefri god that they you know the bells above the god of the flies, and in Ammon they viewed it as the, the god of healing, which would make sense because in Egypt it was also known as the god of creation or the sun's movement or rebirth, and so rebirth, you know healing would come through a rebirth, and so I want to point out that the difference is that we go to God for our healing healing, our rebirth, our creation, our, the physical health of our body. We understand to turn to Him because He is the one who is teaching us things through our afflictions and uh, the sufferings that we encounter. He's trying to teach us and strengthen us. And so, I just find that interesting because specifically in Revelations it says that medicine is one of the things, the pharmakia is one of the sins that people will not repent from, from which people will not repent. And I just find it interesting that that's the fourth plague. I, you know, in Messiah, the number of four represents Messiah. And so our hope is in our Messiah, not the Lord of the flies. Does that make sense? I might have rambled there. I am sorry if I did. I hope it makes sense. If not, please reach out. Hopefully it will make sense. Um, verse 24. And Yahweh did so. Thick swarms of flies came into the house of Pharaoh, into his servants' houses, and into all the land of Egypt. The land was corrupted because of the swarms of flies. And Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, go, sacrifice to your God in the land. Again, he's acting falsely, but he's like, go, go, go. Get out of here. I just, go sacrifice. He's starting to, like, kind of admit that this is from Yahweh. So he's, like, Pharaoh's like, go, get out of here. Go sacrifice. And Moses said, it's not right to do so. For we would be sacrificing the abomination of the Egyptians to Yahweh our God. If we sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians before your eyes, then will they not stone us? So, Because remember, Pharaoh is saying in verse 25, just do it here in the land. But Moses is like, no, we need to go three days journey. So 27, we will go three days journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to Yahweh our God as he will command us verse 28. So Pharaoh said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to Yahweh your Elohim in the wilderness. Only you shall not go very far away. Intercede for me. Then Moses said, indeed, I am going out from you and I will entreat Yahweh that the swarms of flies may depart tomorrow from Pharaoh, from his servants and from his people. But let Pharaoh not deal deceitfully any more in not letting the people go to sacrifice to Yahweh. So Moses went out from Pharaoh and entreated Yahweh, and Yahweh did according to the word of Moses. He removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people. Not one remained. But Pharaoh hardened his heart at this time also, neither would he let the people go. And again, remember that is the first plague that is a differential between Egypt and God's people because the swarms of flies did not go on God's people, and It did go on the Egyptians. The number four is the number of Messiah. Our difference from the nations, of course, is our Messiah who is sent to save us, to be different for him, to be holy for him. The word holy is the word different or set apart. I just love God's pictures through all things. So may you all be blessed. And may God continue to teach us his truth and set us free. May Pharaoh let God's people go.